Hey everyone, welcome back to the Craft Parenting Podcast. Podcast about two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a parenting problem. problem. Thank you, Caroline. You're welcome. Hi. Uh, we are excited. here. We are very excited to begin our beer event journey, our higher gravity beer event journey. Uh, for day one, um, if you want to know what uh, higher gravity is or a beer event is, uh, make sure you go back an episode back. In, in the podcast feed or in the YouTube on our YouTube channel. Uh, we get into that. We talk all about that mm-hmm. um, for yeah. our preview intro to beer event. Yes. Uh, so um, I'll probably link to it as well. Or I'll try to maybe. Edit, uh, editing Joey link in show notes for favor. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, you're not my boss. <laughs> um, but uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and reveal the very first beer and uh, beer event for 2023. I, I have. Oh, wait, no, wait, that's what I wanted to <laughs> You turned it down. Oh, I did turn it down. I that's 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 an option. <laughs> I don't have a drum roll. All right, so this, sticker. This is Fear the Sunset Imperial Stout. This is a uh, a very big beer <laughs> to start out our higher gravity season. Uh, it's just a. Uh, they want us to use hashtag HG Beer Vent Calendar. Okay. And help us bring this box back. Um, and we get a $5 off coup- coupon for any future bar priced drinks. So this beer is by. Oh, also, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yes. This is by KCBC, Kings Counting Brewers Collective, Brooklyn, New York. Oh, wait. I have to read it from my phone anyway because it's not on the can. So this is in collaboration with Nightmare Brewing Company and Spectrum Coffees. This is an American Imperial Stout that is 16% ABV. And um, the description from Beer Advocate, which is probably from their website, is Imperial Milk Stout with coffee, coconut, vanilla, and hazelnut. A monstrosity of a pastry stout, completely an- annihilated with coconut, coffee, vanilla, and roasted hazelnuts. Dark, decadent, demonic, and delicious. It says demonic. Have you seen this artwork? They're going for some kind of... A thing. A thing. Yeah. Okay. And based on these breweries, that makes sense. And the image of which they portray. But we'll get into that in a bit. This is, okay, so this is a very dark beer. One would say it is black. There's like a bit of a red tinge to it. If I look at like the thinnest part of it that I can see through the glass, it has a frothy tan head. I get some coffee on the nose. It's a boozy. Is a little boozy. 
<laughs> it's 16%. If it's not boozy, something's wrong. This is a great beer to start with. I'm super excited for this box. <laughs> or they just set expectations really, really high. Oh, yeah. And it's just all downhill from here. I'm still banking on a Bud Light. <laughs> it's day one? Yeah. Give them like four days. Yeah. It, how hilarious would that be, though, if they started day off with a Bud Light? Day one, yeah. And yeah. then like day two, they did like, uh, um, oh my goodness. What was one of the breweries that got bought out and still tried to be craft? Um, Goose Island. Yeah, if, and then like the next day was Goose Island. And you're like, what is this madness? I mean, Goose Island is still okay, I guess. I mean, Bourbon County Stout just happened. There was a platform. That's probably what you're thinking. Platform, yeah. Probably. They, they, I think, are no more. At least they're not. at least no more in Cincinnati. Yeah, no more in Cincinnati. Not sure how they're doing up in Cleveland. I'm not sure either. So they're, this is very alcohol forward. There's still beer in that. I know. <laughs> Um, so it's definitely a sipper store cold and drink fresh. It contains barley, oats, and rye. And like this can art is a trip and a half. I am mildly terrified that I'm going to have nightmares about this can art. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is. Interesting. I highly suggest Googling it so you can get a very good look at it. Mm. So this is not a higher gravity exclusive beer, but like I haven't heard of these guys. Now, granted, we were in Brooklyn, but we only went to Brooklyn Brewing and other half. That was that was ages ago. Five years ago. Lily was not yet a thing. Oh. No, she was not. Uh, yeah, that was five years ago. Um, I don't know how old these guys are. I'm. Oh wait, I have their website. I closed out of my link. That is the wrong sheet. This is the right sheet. Uh, one twenty-six. I know. My Google likes to reorganize the pages as I click on them, and then I'm like, ah. So um. We should probably finish talking about the beer, though. So usually with these things, what we try to do is like the first half of the episode is the beer. What we think about the beer, how delicious the beer is. Um, and then we'll go into more about what the brewery is, because it's usually... I said 32. This is not Oktoberfest. It's usually 25 different breweries. Um, they don't. They usually don't double up on anybody. Right. Now, granted, they're probably... There's going to be quite a few of them that are breweries that we have talked about before, because as we said, Westside Westside Brewing is in here at least once. They uh, did give a preview of the some of the local breweries in Cincinnati that um, are participating. Yeah, so I think Esoteric they announced. Yeah, Esoteric. I think they did one with Third Eye last year. I know Westside, because that's like... It's on their website. Yeah. But um, this is definitely... um, Man, this is a good beer. (laughs) Uh, It'll bite you in the ass, I'm sure. And like I said, that it's alcohol forward. And it is. But it's not like... 
16% alcohol forward. It's like 8% alcohol forward. Like you can't super tell that it's 16%. Boozy. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't burn though. But like all of like the coffee and the coconut and the vanilla and the hazelnut, hazelnuts are all there. Yeah. It's because it's sweet. There's lots of sweetness. It's just hard to pick up exactly what that sweetness is because of the 16%. But for a 16% beer. I mean, look at all this. The sugar that they added, like, <laughs> um, coffee doesn't have sugar, but coconut, vanilla, I guess vanilla doesn't technically, or maybe it does, I don't know, hazelnut, milk sugar, aka lactose. Poor Marco. <laughs> um, yeah, there. the first one he can't do, can he? <laughs> nope. Uh, he doesn't usually get stuff like this, though, I think specifically because of that. Uh, I, f- I feel like it would be fantastic if his wife drank beer, which she doesn't really drink beer, but it would be hilarious. I mean, Marco and Julia could do it, though, of like a, hey, let's sit down and let's open up the beer vent box today and see whether or not Marco can enjoy the beer or just gets to sit there in sadness while not drinking the beer. I know. It would be very disappointing for Marco, I would say, about 25 to 50% of the time. I don't know. Especially because, like, and this is where we're going to get on a mild soapbox, like, advocating for put allergens on your beer label. So, like, yeah, say it's milk stout. Say it contains lactose. Say it contains nuts. So people don't have that question of whether or not they can drink the thing because you have said, hey... I contain lactose. If you're lactose intolerant, maybe don't drink me. Remove that question. Especially if you got like a beer that you're like, hey, I threw lactose into this because I could. And then told no one. So t- tell me, tell us about this brewery before. Yes. So this uh, is. We go off the deep end. <laughs> KCBC, which is the Kings County Brewers Collective began when a, mo- when a motley crew of Brooklyn-based brewers decided to join forces and create a new brewery and taproom for beer drinkers across New York City and beyond. Kind of like Voltron, except for beers. All right, then. <laughs> so, because they are bringing beer back to Bushwick. Once dubbed the beer capital of the Northeast, Bushwick was home to a large German immigrant population and a thriving brewery industry in the late 1800s. What's that sound like? Sounds like Cincinnati. Yeah. Local beer was everywhere, in particular on Brewers Row, where at one point there were 14 breweries operating within a 14-block area. Okay. That sounds a lot like Cincinnati. (laughs) Yep. So by the turn of the century, a whopping 10% of the beer produced in the U.S. came from Brooklyn, and the majority of that beer was brewed in Bushwick. I feel like I knew that. Interesting. Maybe we did know that. I don't know. Um, Because we went on that tour. We did go on that tour at Brooklyn Brewing. I feel like that was something. Maybe I'm making that up. Hmm. It's your truth. It's been five years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Then came the New York State Hop Blight and Prohibition. Only a handful of Brooklyn-based breweries survived. 
When Rheingold and Schaefer breweries both closed their doors in 1976, Bushwick was left without a local brewery until KCBC came along. They put that in all caps, so I felt like I had to say it a different way. <laughs> okay. Um, but I didn't want to like <clears throat> max out the board. So hopefully I didn't because I was not paying attention. KCBC was the first brick and mortar brewery to operate in the neighborhood in more than 40 years. They have some interesting pictures of their staff, but they look like a lot of fun. So they, they opened in 2016. So they were around when we were in New York. Um, and they've grown from a small posse of co-founders to a kick-ass team, direct quote, of nearly 30 full-time employees. And it's all brewed in Bushwick. I don't know where Bushwick is. I thought it was. I, I thought don't they, either. I thought they were in Brooklyn. It's in Kings County. I know that much. Yeah. Because that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're right on. They're on the Jefferson stop on the L train. Why do I feel like we've been to the Jefferson stop? We probably have been. Who knows? <clears throat> Maybe we walked past it. We might have. But I feel like we would have searched it out. We were pretty busy in New York. We were pretty busy in New York. (laughs) But we did manage to get a Brooklyn Brewing. I mean, this is like our only reason to go back to New York. I don't want to go back to New York. Uh, I mean, with two kids, that'll be a nightmare. Yeah. So they distribute across NYC, and they do not distribute to Ohio. So this is part of that special order beers that they do for the box. So they it's not in Ohio. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. <laughs> New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Virginia, Maryland, Rhode Island, Maine, Delaware, Florida, and California. One of these things is not like the other. Well, two of these things are not like the other. They even export beer occasionally to the UK, Scandinavia, Japan, China, and Australia. Um, hmm. They look like a lot of fun. I am. They have interesting artwork for sure. They do have very interesting artwork. But uh, this is a collaboration beer. This is a collaboration beer, and it is a very delicious beer. And it is in collaboration with Nightmare Brewing Company. Which also has very interesting artwork. Yeah. And might be why this one is so scary. Because <laughs> um, the first thing that Nightmare Brewing's website says is bringing together ingredients, death metal, and our horrific history into a cohesive liquid experience. Okay. Um, in 2019, they won Best New Brewer in New York. Best new brewer in the U.S. and second best new brewer worldwide. So they do good stuff, or at least they did in 2019. One of their brewers has a mohawk. Okay. Because there is a picture of him pouring beer or pouring hops. Come back to the thing so I can see it. It's a very rapid slideshow. It is. And oh, there it is. Yeah, he's pouring hops into a kettle with a mohawk, and it's pretty cool. He looks like the Guitar Hero 3 character. <laughs> And, like, they have a picture of one of their fermenters with some red beer, probably, like, a Goza or something like that, that looks like it kind of exploded out the top and it looks like it's blood dripping down the fermenter because, 
and they got like skulls and stuff. It's like, oh, That's interesting. So sidebar, um, a place I used to work at had a guy that was in the inventory department who was into black metal. I'm going to get this wrong because I do not know all of the different flavors of metal music, but like it's heavier than death metal because there was a, he was, he was newish to the company and there was a guy that had been there for a while that was also into metal music. And we asked him about it and he said, Oh, I'm not into that stuff. That stuff's too hard for me. Oh, <laughs> um, but it was hilarious because he was wearing a shirt one day that was some, heavy or death or black metal music festival hmm. where every single artist's logo looked exactly the same like the Metallica logo but like with more lightning bolts so it was a lot more harsh like super lightning bolt print is like the best way that I can describe the font Okay. except there was one band whose logo was like bright clown colors, balloon letters. <laughs> it was hilarious. Do you know what this band is called? No, I don't. And I don't care enough to try to figure it out. Okay. But it was just, it was hilarious to see that. And like these guys have like the Metallica, but more lightning bolt stylized font, if that makes sense. Um, so a little bit about them or about their process. The brewer derives meaningful elements from the historic event and then incorporates them in methods slash ingredients of the brewing process. Label artwork is created from the depths of the brewer's mind, which reflect the events inspiring each beer. The brewer's vision for each label is then executed in artwork by metal artists. Okay. Um, yeah, so they are... And I, where are they from? I don't know. I think it's also New York. New York City. They, yeah, you can find their stuff in New York and Connecticut. Their website's very confusing because they've got like their their tabs. Excuse me. Our Genesis, Phantom Brews, Specters. Pours, alliances, a pistol, and merch. And so pistol is apparently like their thing. But then it's like alliances is just a bunch of their different beers. I don't know. I, I think that's all of their collaborations. This is very strange. It's very strange. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the sunset. Yeah. So alliances is all of their collaboration beers and then pours is like when their next can when can releases are um they don't say like when they existed as a thing and i just feel very confused i um. thought i would because we both did uh pre-production uh-huh kind of so I looked up Fear the Sunset, KCBC. Oops. Um, okay, so I found something on Heartland <clears throat> Beverage, which I'm assuming is like a bottle shop. 
They're from Bayshore, New York, which I do not know where exactly that is. Um, but they describe them as a phantom brewery bringing together ingredients, metal, and horrific history into cohesive, into a cohesive liquid experience. Rather than attempting to describe them completely, check out this awesome write-up about them from a completely different website. So I'm about to go down a rabbit hole of links. And this, this link is not going to anything at the moment. My phone's just confused. Um, I thought I looked it up on Untap or Beer Advocate. Yeah, that might be a good place to look. Um, it says Nightmare, a phantom brewery with no no location. And Bayshore is on Long Island. So that is also part of New York. Let's see. So this is Tevor. This is like uh, Beer Advocate or Untapped. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So uh, when you search it, the metadata says uh, today's fear the imperial. Let's see, fear the sunset imperial stout, milk stout collab comes from Thrillist's Best Brewery in NYC, KCVC, and Nightmare, a phantom brewery with with no location. But when you click on it, um, that is nowhere on the page. Yeah, I I mean, Phantom Brewery would kind of work for these people with what they are, what their thing is about. See, let me see. There's a lot going on in this beer, for sure. There is, and it's a really good... It's a sipper. Kind of want to drink it with water because... um, there's just there's like a lot of sugar mm-hmm. going on, which is uh, kind of drying my mouth out. Yeah, and like the fact that they don't have a home location makes more sense now with their pours page because they're like, hey, we've got this release at a place. Go hang out. So maybe um, they or just got a tap takeover somewhere. Maybe they just distribute and they are going to open. I don't know. Or maybe they're just, that's not their thing. Isn't Untitled Art? Yeah, Untitled Art does not have a, like, home home base. Yeah. They've got a brewery that they kind of operate out of the most, but they kind of go with everybody. Okay. Uh, What else do you want to say about this beer before we wrap up? Because we are at 25 minutes. It's really good. I'm looking forward to finishing it, but this is going to be a sipper. Yes. Oh, show. And I think I'm going to go watch South Park Pandaverse. <laughs> um, and then laugh my ass off. Yeah, I did see some clips of that, and it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, then I'll probably fall asleep. You will probably fall asleep during that. Yeah. We'll Hopefully s- it'll be after you finish this beer, but we will see. I mean, it's. I'm already feeling it. It's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. I don't 
usually go for the 16% beers. Hey, they had a big hit right out the gate. I got no idea what's coming next. None. Yes. Um, so we are the Craft Parenting Podcast. Um, we'll be doing this all month in December. Come join us and follow us. At Craft Parenting on most of the things and smash that like button, slam subscribe, ring that notification bell, and five-star reviews all around. Bye.